Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by P.J. Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. Hello and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, and I'm checking in today from the Quandle Studio. Uh, joined as always uh, on the left part of the state by my good friend and co-host Chris Martin. Chris, what's going on? John, good day to you, man. Uh, we're uh, moving and shaking. We're on to season two of Building PA podcast, and and I am speaking with you today from the Stalwart Insurance Studio. Stalwart is a health benefits and workers' compensation consultancy, and their team focuses on improving working capital through stronger management of a company's insurance spend. That means they help your company reduce the wasted money spent on insurance costs. Check them out at stalwartinsurance.com. For everybody that's listened before, you know that my name is Chris Martin, and I am with Atlas Marketing. And we tell stories for people who build things, and we are with someone today who is building our state, right? Building our people, building our next generation of leaders. Um, yes. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, today we're talking with uh, Alan Norton from the PA Chamber, and he is their expert guru, the go-to guy when it comes to workforce development and career awareness. Welcome, Alan. Thank you, John and Chris, for having me. It's an honor to be here, and congratulations on season two of the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. It's Thank you. Did I get the title correct? Is Guru actually on your business card? You know, I think I'm going to go back to Gene's office now and, and recommend that for my next <laughs> order of business cards. Actually, it's Workforce Development Executive. Okay. <laughs> that sounds better, I guess. <laughs> but I appreciate the upgrade. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, you're worth it. You're, uh, you're a wealth of knowledge, and I'm looking forward to today. Um, I've been in your company a few times. We've talked a few times, and... and you provide some great resources and some good knowledge when it comes to workforce development. So I know you just want to take a few minutes and introduce yourself and uh, talk about your expertise. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, I actually joined the chamber about a year and a half ago uh, after 12-plus uh, years working in uh, higher education at the local community college as well as a technical school previous to that. Um, so my focus has always been on workforce uh, and workforce training. The, the chamber launched its workforce initiative about four years ago in 2016. Um, we uh, have a website that I managed, Start the Career, starttheconversationhere.com, uh, where we have a lot of great free resources for job seekers and students to use to learn about what the opportunities are in PA, um, what uh, there's a career calculator on there. That's my latest tool. I'm really excited about that. That helps them understand the economic, economic impacts of their college and career choices. Um, and of course, we have a partnership, our foundation with the MicroWorks Foundation to both raise awareness of the skilled trades that are available, uh, career options in Pennsylvania, uh, as well as raise money and, and provide those scholarships to students here in PA, attending PA schools so we can keep their skills in PA. Awesome. Yeah, that's the key point. That's the part that we love hearing, keeping the talent Very in Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So you touched on um, the uh, building trades. Do you maybe want to add add into that, add on to that topic since we have a lot of... Uh, sure. I guess that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, actually, um, I actually, you guys will be, be excited to know this. Um, I was looking at a September jobs data in Pennsylvania for a project I'm working on. Um, and in several regions, uh, construction jobs make up in our region, for instance, in South Central PA, uh, the top 20 jobs, four of them are jobs in construction um, that are open right now. So, so oftentimes construction is indeed a recession-proof career. Yep. Um, and I got to give, give up to the construction industry because, you know, one of the areas we're really focused on is equality of opportunity. Um, and the construction industry has really done a great job leading the way in, in providing second chances um, for reentrance. Uh, as well as bringing workforce development to uh, economically deprived communities. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's something important to us. And we're, as a labor, ma labor management group, we're working on our contracts now to make it more friendlier for, for reentrance. So that's a, a very important topic. And we appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Um, up until... Uh, you know, COVID hit. Prior to that, it seemed as though there was a lot of movement in the in the General Assembly within the the House. As far as pushing jobs, I think their slogan was "Good Jobs for PA" was their big program. Were you? Did you touch that at all? Were you a part of that? And did you? Play um, I was actually uh, uh, the co-chair of the Barriers Committee on the Governor's Governor Wolf's Keystone Economic Development and Workforce Command Center. Um, Gene, the Chamber's president was one of the, the chairs of that, that task force. Um, and there we really identified um, some barriers to employment. Um, Childcare, um, that's one that was a barrier previous to COVID. Now it's been exacerbated. Um, kids are schooling at home. A number of daycares have closed. The ones who are open are only operating at 30 or 40% capacity. Um, so that's become an even greater barrier um, of course, transportation, um, reentry, and the, the barriers that those folks face. Uh, of course, we had a role in um, the Clean Slate legislation, the first of its kind passed last year. Um, and right now our focus is on liability protections for businesses who have safely returned employees to work, um, as well as bringing PA back to better than where we came from and, and, and ensuring an equality of opportunity uh, across uh, the state for, for the workforce, to fill those workforce needs. Mm -hmm. Chris? Alan, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I, I was on mute, so I didn't interrupt you. Um, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> um, obviously, we'll edit that out there. So uh, you, can you talk a little bit, Alan, about ensuring equality? Because I know that, you know, the construction industry is very focused on not only diversity, but equality as well. And if you can talk a little bit more about what that means from the Chamber's perspective, I think that would be helpful for our listeners. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, the U.S. Chamber, actually, um, we signed on to their uh, Equality of Opportunity Initiative. Um, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but about a month ago, the Brookings Institute put out a report um, on the opportunity gap that exists. Um, and basically, from their perspective, what we have is not a skills gap, uh, but an opportunity gap. Um, so, so our focus moving forward is, is what can we do to bring PA back uh, to better than where we came from? Um, part of that opportunity or lack of opportunity has to do with, um, you know, if I live in, in uh, an impoverished neighborhood, 
Um, there's no training opportunities for me here. Perhaps I don't have a way to get to the training opportunities. Um, what am I going to do with my child while I'm at that training opportunity? Um, so, so what can we do to bring, uh, bridge those uh, opportunity gaps um, and bring more folks off of the sidelines and into um, the workforce? Um, they're not on the sidelines by choice. Um, a lot of times it is because the opportunity has just never been presented uh, or they've never been able to get over the barriers to that opportunity. Um, it's a great report. I really would, would encourage your listeners to, to read it. Um, and then reentry. Of course, you know, uh, one of the, the le pieces of legislation that recently passed that came right out of our, our command center um, was the, uh, the licensure uh, legislation that passed a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, excuse me. Um, in our State Department of Corrections, there's a lot of really great training programs. Um, as a matter of fact, last year, 109 uh, state inmates in Pennsylvania completed the building trades program uh, while in a state facility. So they're coming out with the, the skills ready to work. Um, but oftentimes, uh, I'll give you an example. If I was in prison and worked towards obtaining my barbering license, um, when I came out, I might be denied that license simply because I have a criminal record. Um, so this legislation does is it removes that barrier. Basically, uh, it makes the, the licensing board take a, a better look at what was the criminal act. Um, does it tie directly to the uh, job in a way that would impact their ability to perform the job? Um, and if not, then you can't deny that license. Uh, so that's, that's part of that equality of opportunity. Thanks, Alan, for that. That that mm -hmm. that is that's pretty amazing to help people get that second chance. And I and I agree with you. I think uh, you know the the construction industry is big on that because yeah. um, a lot of people you know we all know people that you know need that second chance. So that's great. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I hear I hear the same three things from we we have several businesses who have started. Um, working with with hiring reentrants, um, some of them are doing a great work at, at, at really giving that second chance. Um, and the three things I hear over and over again in, in several different ways is a reentry candidates take the job more seriously. Um, they often do the jobs others won't because they don't go back to where they came from. Um, they have a higher level of loyalty. Um, they appreciate the opportunity that the employer gave them. So even when the going gets tough, they're going to stick by that employer. Um, they're going to be um, part of their turnover rate. So oftentimes we're not not providing an opportunity without the full scope of, of the picture. I like the way one of our business leaders, uh, one of our member business leaders says it. She says, think about what's the worst thing you ever did in your life. Um, maybe it was when you were 18. Maybe it was when you were 22. Maybe there's some people in your life who don't talk to you anymore because of that thing you did. And you hope no one ever learns about it. You hope no one ever brings it up and talks about it. Now imagine you just got out of prison and for the next 10 years, that's all anybody wants to talk about is that one thing that you don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to that point too, how, how do you overcome that, especially like in construction when you're so close to everybody and there's that team camaraderie approach, I would imagine just my, my perspective, it would be, okay, you know, 
John did some prison time. Okay, what did you do? Uh, all right, great, we're over it. Let's go. That's yep. that's what that's you would John, hope it to be. Yeah, that's John, John Smith. John, yeah, John, John, John yeah. O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Um, good thing but, it's a common name. <laughs> you know, but but you're right. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a hurdle for people to overcome, and and yeah. I think you know that's one of the nice things about working in construction. I mean, the the opportunities that are presented there. Um, I've heard it so many times when I've been working with the building trades. You know, is he or she a good hand? If they're a good hand, that's all that matters. Like, are they, are they yeah. going to work reliable. hard? They're going to be dedicated, reliable, all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. That's the key. Yeah. So, so you kind of touched on some uh, great resources and tools for the workers, you know, with the website, starttheconversation.com, and you talked about the career calculator. Um, but as far as the employer and, and your role in this process, what role does the employer help you out and how does the employer get involved? Um, well, a few ways. Um, this actually came to be because for the past few years, our yearly economic survey, um, lack of skilled talent was becoming the number one concern. Uh, workforce was becoming the number one concern for the state's business community. Um, so one of the things we're doing right now during the pandemic is highlighting uh, we can't you know, physically be together. Uh, a lot of organizations have, have banned travel, understandably. Um, so one of the things we're doing is highlighting um, the talent pipelines that exist across the state on our Start the Conversation Here page. There's a Workforce Spotlight section um, under the For Employers link. Um, and every Wednesday, we're posting a new talent pipeline provider. Um, they're all members of the chamber. Uh, and uh, we're highlighting the work they're doing to provide businesses across PA with the skilled talent they need. Um, some are community colleges, some are four-year universities, some are uh, after-school programs such as the Boys and Girls Clubs and Juniors Achievement, um, but these are programs that are involved in apprenticeship, uh, skills training, um, as well as career development, um, and they're all doing great work in, in providing working with businesses to provide talent pipelines, ensure that their graduates have the, the soft and hard skills that they need to be successful in the industry. Okay. So really making those connections and we're not letting the pandemic stop us. We're, we're moving full steam ahead, just making it virtual. <laughs> um, I also want to highlight uh, our Bringing PA Back initiative. Um, there's actually a website, bringingpaback.com, and we're doing a free program for the entire business community across the state that you and your listeners can participate in. Um, it's going to be on October 29th at 1, and uh, you can register for that at the Chamber Events page at pachamber.org. Okay. Yeah, we'll check it out. We'll get the word out. Thank you. Yeah. A whole, whole lot of websites going on, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in this new virtual world. That's how we live, huh? It is. <laughs> That's true. So we're, we're talking today with Alan Norton from the Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce and, and um, on the Building PA podcast. And, and Alan, I, I just have a, you, you mentioned skills and, and hard and soft skills. Uh, if I was a, you know, a, a, young, a young guy coming out of high school or even out of college, uh, what are some of the hard hard versus soft skills that 
you see as needed skill sets to really be successful in anything. Obviously, we're talking about construction, but you know, in any in general. Yeah. So, so the soft skills are those employability skills that automation can never take away. Um, the ability to communicate well, um, show up on time, um, give 100% one there, um, things like that. Um, the technical skills. Uh, we're going through an industrial revolution right now, and I'll actually take this opportunity since you provided it to uh, to overcome a myth that's out there. Um, I get so frustrated sometimes when I see in the news and on the media that automation is taking away the jobs. Yes, every time there's an industrial revolution, automation does take away some jobs, but it always creates almost twice as many new jobs. Um, the latest statistics I saw is automation will do away with about 75 million entry-level or repetitive jobs in the next two years, but it's going to create 133 million new jobs. Um, and a lot of those jobs are, are technical skills-based jobs. Um, I like to think of it this way. Um, my iPhone 11 is significantly better than my iPhone 4 was because we have folks in engineering who work in research and development who make those automation systems and those IT systems bigger, better, faster, stronger. Um, we also need folks who can fix the machines when they break down, who can reprogram them to do new things. Um, so I understand it might be kind of a scary time for some folks because we're going through this uh, very fast-paced uh, change in our economy, um, but uh, it's creating a lot of new opportunity, and, and opportunities become my new favorite word because I think even now at the, the, in the midst of the pandemic, we have a lot of opportunities to, to make PA uh, uh, even greater and, and stronger economy than it was before the pandemic. Yeah. And, and also along those lines, you know, we were joking about, you know, going virtual and we're tossing out websites and, and all that, you know, because of the pandemic. How do, how do you see... Um, workforce development changing in the future as a result of how we responded during the pandemic? Do you see it altering at all or changing at all from employers or groups like yours? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I never thought about that. Of course, I never thought there'd be a pandemic in the yes. <laughs> century. Um, <laughs> um, one thing I think is, you know, we, we've often been a very reactive uh, society um, we tend to react to things rather than be more proactive. Um, I think about my last seven years at the community college before coming to uh, the chamber. Um, when I first got to the community college, we had a program there called Mechatronics. I had never heard of this uh, program, didn't know what it meant. I thought they were building transformers in the basement. Um, and uh, here, come to find out, it's one of the most in-demand jobs in the state. We rank eighth in manufacturing, so it makes sense. Um, then when you go out and you talk to students in middle and high school, they've never heard of it either. Um, so I think what you'll see, or I hope what you'll see, uh, is a better alignment between our education systems and our workforce, uh, our businesses, um, so that we don't have that gap. Um, okay. you know, when I grew up, I grew up in a world where, where the question was, where are you going to college? Where are you going to college? That was the gold star. If you weren't going to college, you didn't get a gold star. Um, well, now I think the question needs to be, what do you want to do for a career and how do you get there? Um, because only 33% of the jobs require a four-year degree or more. Um, most of them are middle-skill technical jobs, which you can either learn through apprenticeship or by going to a technical school or community college. Um, construction would be one of them. 
Um, you know, we need HVAC technicians, we need electricians, um, we need those skilled workers uh, as well uh, as the college graduates. Um, so, so hopefully that, that better alignment of education and business um, so that we're not being so reactive in the future. Yeah, good answer. Great answer. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> How about it, Chris? You ready to uh, check out this website? Starttheconversation.com. Get a new career. Starttheconversationhere.com. That's our workforce website. Okay. Um, and then bringingpaback.com is our, our road to recovery uh, website. I'm going to check them out. And we're going to get them out there. Now. The employers. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. Start, so starttheconversation.com. And what was the second one? Bring Pennsylvania back? Bring PA back? Actually, it's starttheconversationhere.com. Here. Here. Yep. So hopefully your listeners will go on there, play around with the career calculator, check out hot jobs in PA. Um, and then bringingpaback.com is our, our uh, COVID recovery, I'll call it. How are we going to come back stronger than we were pre-COVID. Very good. We'll have that not only in our uh, description of the episode, but we can get that out in, uh, in, in the marketing of the episode, social media and all that good stuff. So with that, as you're listening, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, also other episodes at buildingpapodcast.com. Never miss an opportunity to plug, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Plug away. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, well, Alan, in terms of, you know, what the Chamber's doing, really working for, for the future, how is the Chamber looking at construction as a key to grow the, grow the state and continue to, to push the economy forward? Oh, if you look at not just Pennsylvania, but, but the country, um, we ended last year with nearly 300,000 open construction jobs across America. Um, if you fast forward to 2026, that number is going to be more than double. That number is going to be almost 750,000 open jobs. So we need to really do the work now to get those jobs filled. Um, we, you guys know better than anyone, uh, the, the, the longer those jobs go unfilled, um, the higher the costs are going to be to do the work, the longer the projections are going to be to get the work done. Um, the rest of the economy really depends on those jobs being filled so the buildings can get built. Um, and, and again, the work you guys are doing with uh, bringing folks out of marginalized communities and getting them into good family-sustaining jobs, uh, we need more of that. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah, whenever I talk to high school groups, I always say, we offer great family-sustaining jobs that, and here's the key part, that cannot be outsourced overseas. You know, you have... Exactly. Yep. Yeah, if you need a, 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 a site built here in Harrisburg, that job's going to be here in Harrisburg. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you can outsource that. Um, and, uh, and with the skills that are needed, the math skills, the technical skills, um, many of those jobs... I can't imagine will ever be automated. Yeah, yeah. The tools will get easier to use, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. 
What do you say, Chris? Good stuff here today. I tell you what, Alan's a good one. He's a keeper. Man, you, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You, you, as always, my man. You, yeah. you, you knocked these out of the park, man. I, oh, know, thank you. I can't wait to go have a drink with you guys when we're allowed to eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, no more. <laughs> Yeah. No more of these virtual happy hours. Enough of that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's like actually Chris and I were talking earlier. You know, you can't – I love that, you know, I imagine the pandemic in 1918 was so awful because we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have television. We didn't have, you know, the great technology we have now. Um, and even with this, you still can't replicate the energy and the creativity uh, that that – you form when you're in person with people. So that's really what I miss the most. I can't wait to get back to that. Same here. I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it'll be nice. And, and I can imagine, too, for for what you're doing in the, at the chamber, that, that makes it really a challenge to help people. You need to have that discussion. You need to have that interaction um, and, and what that means. You know where I notice it the most? When I go into classrooms and do presentations across the state about career awareness, usually it's very interactive. We have a lot of fun doing it on a Zoom. I mean, I'm glad the kids are getting the info and, and we're able to still do it, but it's just not the same. <laughs> I feel yeah. like fucking head. Yeah. I know my kids are getting stressed out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mine are too, so... Can you imagine what it must be like? Like I know as a 46-year-old how distracting it can be to work from home. I can't imagine for a 10-year-old or a 16-year-old, like, my PlayStation's over there, but I'm on a Zoom for school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little bit of a challenge. Yeah. Well, Alan, I just really want to thank you for coming on today. And it sounds as if you have all these initiatives that are – moving forward. So I, I think it would be appropriate and great for the audience if we have you on in the near future again and give us some periodical updates as, as time goes on. And, and uh, yeah, we'd love to have you back on again. Great. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad the podcast is going well. It is. Season two. Um, give it a listen. We're on all the major platforms. Um, you name it, Apple, Spotify, Chris is better at this than me, I forget all the names. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're everywhere, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that fun stuff. And uh, this has been John O'Brien and Chris Martin talking with Alan Norton today of the PA Chamber. Thanks a bunch, Alan. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Thank you for joining the Building PA Podcast, presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook, and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.